Baruchim Abayim, welcome everyone. I hope everyone is having an amazing day. We have a fantastic subject, Sfira Soimer. This is my favorite part of the day. Learning together with you, teaching Torah, it's the most enjoyable part of the day. And um, I'll share with you something. The most difficult part of the day is what I had to do recently, uh, what I, what I, um, I have a responsibility now, and that is we are, Baruch Hashem, building a Makam Taira to uh, broadcast our shiurim for our kehila, for our live shiurim, for uh, all the operation of Harbatsas Taira. Um, it is not an easy or enjoyable job to fundraise, but it is unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, very necessary. So if anybody could help us out, um, even if you don't live in our neighborhood, this is uh, going to be the center from where all this shurim are going to be given from. There are building dedications available. You could go to our site, rabbidg.com, and you could have a partnership in the Harbatzas Torah, whatever you could do to help us out, so that we could quickly get back to focusing on the uh, shurim. Um it would be a great schus and a very personal favor. Okay, Parsha Samar. We know Parsha Samar is a Parsha of the Mayadim. We have two major Parshas of Mayadim in the Torah. We have Parsha Samar in Bayikra. We have Parsha Pinchas in Bamidbar. And the difference between Amar and Pinchas, Amar tells you about the mitzvahs of the Yomtev. Pinchas tells you about the Karbanis of the Yomtev. And in Parsha Samar, we have... Um, what happened here? In Parshas Emar, ah, in Parshas Emar we have the uh, subject of Svira Soimer, as if Svira is one of the Yomim Toivim. It's part of the, the sequence of Yomtev, beginning with Pesach, going through the Yemei HaSvira, ending in Shavuos, then Rosh Hashanah, Yom HaKippurim, Sukkot, According to the Roikeach, after the Sukkis, and it says, Eile Mayade Hashem Mikra Kodesh. So we have the uh, Aremes to Chanukah and to Purim. And in the Parsha of the Yom Tovim, we have the Mitzvah of Sviro, Sephartim, Lachem Yimachras HaShabbos, Miyoyim Haviachem, Esoyim Ratnufa. You should count from the day after the Sabbath, from the day that you bring the Oimer of waving. Oimer, of course, is a measurement. Sheva Shabbatos Tamimosiena, seven Sabbaths that should be uh, complete. Admi Machras Hashabbos Hashviyus until the day after Shabbos, the seventh one. Tisbaru Chamishim Yom. You should count fifty days. Vehikravtem Mincha Chadash Al Hashem, and then you bring a new offering to God. And as is well known. There was a very uh, basic machloikis between the tzedukim and the prushim regarding the proper. Um, we have machloikis between the tzedukim and the prushim regarding the formulation of uh, the yomtif of Shavuos and when do we start counting Svira because the prushim. And uh, the Messiah of Klal Yisrael is that we begin counting which is the day after the Yom Tif of Pesach without any break, without any separation. And of course, the Tzedukim said is 
that uh, we start counting Sfiras Haimer Sunday, the day after Shabbos. They read the Pasuk literally. And that is why the Mishnah Menachai says in Samachai that the process of cutting the Oimer was done with great pomp and ceremony. And the Shluch Bezin would go out on Erev Yom Tif, and they would make a bundle while the grain was still attached to the ground so it should be easy to cut. And all the cities would gather Be'isek Gadol. And once it became dark, once um, once the dark came, as soon as dawn came, they would say, No, Bahashemesh, Bahashemesh, this sickle, this sickle. They would ask each question three times, Kupazu, Kupazu, this box, this box. And they would answer three times, yes, yes, yes. And then if it was Shabbos, they would say, Shabbos Hayom, Shabbos Hayom, Shabbos Hayom, this Shabbos, this Shabbos, this Shabbos. They would say, yes, yes, yes. And the, the Mishnah asks, why they have to do it with so much pomp and ceremony? Because of the Baitusim. They would say, Ketzir HaSoimer was not Doiche Shabbos, but Ketzir HaSoimer instead was always done on Sunday, in other words, the Chachamim said, K'tir HaSoimer is Mimachras HaShabbos, it's the day after Pesach, even on Shabbos itself, and the Tzedokim would say, no, it's only on Sunday. And uh, the Gemara tells us a humorous account that somebody asked Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, he said, Rabbi, um, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said, you fools, why would you think that Shavuos would always be a Sunday, and you count the Oymer always on a Sunday. He said, ah, I know, your, your Rabbi Moshe, he loved Jews, and he, he knew that Shavuos was only one day, so he wanted to give the Jews a long weekend, so he made sure Shavuos was always scheduled on Sunday. This way he would give a much longer vacation. But we have this ancient machlekes, ancient dispute between the Chachomim and the Tzedoikim, between the Prushim and the Tzedukim, whether Ketsiras HaOimer is done on the day after Pesach or is it on the day after Shabbos? Is it always on a Sunday? So we want to try to understand what is the basis for the Machloikis, Apimach Shava, what was the philosophy of the Tzedukim, why do they insist that it's always on a Sunday and why is our tradition that it's always the day after Pesach? We know the famous Ramban on this week's parsha. Observing the fact uh, that the Yemei HaSfira are discussed in the Parsha of the Yom Toivim, because at first glance, why is Sfiras HaOimer discussed in the Parsha of the Mayadim? This is not uh, a Zman of Yom Tif. We're not in a time of Yom Tif now. And the Ramban says that Hashem commanded us in Bechag HaMatzai seven days, and Kedusha in the beginning, Yom Tif Pesach. Kedusha, in the end, the Yom Tif of Shavuos, 49 days in between, and the 49 days in between Pesach and Shavuos are like Chol HaMoyed. They're like uh, the days of Chol HaMoyed in between the first day of Sukkot and Shemini Atzeres. In other words, there's this, even though we know there are two separate Yom Tovim, there's the Yom Tif of Pesach and there's the Yom Tif of Shavuos, but we can actually view it all as one binyan, one entity, in a certain sense, there's a one entity of a 50-day period, beginning with the first days, we'll call them Pesach, the last days, we'll call it Shavuos, and the days of Svira are akin to a, a dimension of Chal Hamoy. This is the beautiful idea advanced by the Ramban, that the Ramban 
um, gives the analogy of Hayamim Hasfurim Bein Tayim the Chuloi Shalmoid Bein Arishan Vahashmini, and just like the eighth day of Sukkot is called Shmini Atzeres, the eighth day of this entity of forty-nine days Shavuos is also called Atzeres. So when I had the privilege to speak in Manchester, I spoke in a Koilal, and I met the Rosh Koilal Rabbi Hudaleib Vitler, and he gave me his sefer. It's called Maagal Hashana. And on page Reishit Aleph, Rav Vittler brings that from this Ramban we see that although Pesach is, stands on its own and Shavuos stands on its own, but in a certain sense it could be reckoned and considered a one, an entity of Yamtif, an entity called the 50-day period of Sphira. Let's analyze that, let's delve into that, and I think we're going to glean a very important principle in this man of the year and in Avodah Hashem in general. Reb Vidler has a beautiful diuk. We know when the Jewish people left Egypt, when the Jewish people left Egypt, they sang Hallel. And in Kuf Lamed Ches of Tehillim, they said, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Hashem Hashem. Hallelujah, Avde Hashem. Says Rav Vittler, this is a very telling phrase, Hallelujah, Avdei Hashem. Hagobah Let's imagine for a moment, here you had people who were enslaved for 210 years. They didn't wake up when they wanted to wake up. They couldn't oversleep. They couldn't relax. They couldn't rest. They had no freedom. No freedom to go where they wanted, to do what they wanted, to live how they wanted. They had no freedom of expression. They had no freedom of family life. They were completely subjugated. And someone who's in jail for 210 years, completely enslaved, and they get out of jail, and they sing Hallelujah, the last appellation you would think they would ever apply to themselves would be Avadim. We've been there, done that. Enough with the Avdos. What about the Cheros? It should say Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hashem, Hashem, Hallelujah, Geule Hashem. No. Hallelujah. Avde Hashem. That means the we see a wondrous thing. That it was the desire of the Jewish people not to be free and liberated, but to have the privilege to be Avadim Ta'akadosh Baruch And that is a very fundamental element of this time of the year. I want to share with you two very important questions. These are the questions of the Sefer Haksav Vahakabala of Rabbi Yaakov Tzvi Mecklenburg, who was a, from the Talmidei Hagoin. And in his era, uh, his emphasis and his commentary on the Torah was to show the seamlessness of the Torah Shabbat with the Torah Shabbat and how the, or, the written law cannot exist and stand on its own without the oral law. And this was the approach of Rav Shamshin Rafal Hirsch and Rav Meir Yechiel um, and Rav Meir the Malbim, Rav Meir Leibish ben Yechiel Michal, that these Gedolim lived in an era where the authority and the authenticity of the oral law was challenged and they fought the Melchemes Hashem to show the uh, veracity and authenticity and fundamental nature of the oral law and the, the Rabbi Yaakov Tzvi Mecklenburg asked two very basic questions on Sfirah Sa'imer, 
And these are questions that are enunciated also in the Sefer Yarech Lamayadima of Rabbi Rucham Alshin. Question number one. Baruch Ato Hashem, Eloikeinu Melech Oilam, Asher Kiddushanu B'Mitzvaisav, V'tzivanu Al Sviras HaOimer? We say, we make a bracha that we're counting the Oimer? Who's counting the Oimer? You, you counted the Oimer? The Oimer was the carbon. You counted the carbon? The Oimer was the carbon Mincha. What kind of... You don't count the carbon. You count the days. I mean, what what are you counting? You're counting the number of grains in the in the carbon? You're counting the number of days. You start counting from the day that the carbon oimer was brought. But it should say, Asher Kedishan Mitzvah V'tzivanu Asviras Hayamim I mean, you're counting days. You're not counting... Oimer, why do we count? Why do we refer to it as Sviras Oimer? Why is the bracha Sviras Oimer? The Rambam says it's Tzach Levar B'Chol Laila Sviras Oimer. Tamua, the Madu Anikuyim is the Sviras Oimer. Alein Onimanu Oimer, Alonimanu Hayomim from the day of the Hakrabas Oimer. Question number two asks the Ksavah Kabbalah. When do we ever name a carbon based on the measurement of how many ounces the vessel that holds the carbon contains? Oimer is a measurement. Oimer is an asira soifa. So what we could count it, asira soifa, but oimer is the term used for a tenth of an eifa. The kli, the mida, the measuring stick that they used for the carbon oimer measure was called an oimer. It, count, it contained a asira soifa. So why is the name of the carbon a minchas oimer? I understand sometimes we name the carbon after the kli, ma'afetanor, marcheshes, but we don't name it after the measurement. A lug, do we name it after the lug, the sa, the... Why are we calling the name of the carbon minchas ha'oimer? Oimer is a measurement, it's not a name. So the Ksava HaKabbalah offers a very important idea. He says, first of all, we wave the carbon oimer. Up and down and back and forth. Why do we do that? He says as follows. What is the most dangerous threat to the Jewish people? You ready? What is the most dangerous threat to the Jewish people? Is it anti-Semitism? No. Is it Threat of annihilation? No. Is it persecution? No. It's money! M-O-N-E-Y. Kesef. Gashmias. Nothing makes a person sin. Nothing makes a person more arrogant. Nothing makes a person more corpulent. Nothing makes a person more coarse than money. Money! Like it says, Vayishman Yeshurun Vayivat. Klaiso became fat and they rebelled. And they said, it's my money. I, you know why I'm wealthy? Because I'm smarter than everybody else. Could God gave me better ideas than anybody else how to make money. You know why he doesn't have money? Because he's lazy. And I'm better than him. And therefore, I run the world. That is the biggest threat to the Jewish people. Money. That's why the Gemara tells us 
Yofe Anios Yisrael. Poverty is good for the Jews. Now, I know what everyone's thinking. You think, you know, I'll take that challenge. Bring it on. Rivan Shalom, I think I can handle it. I think I'm ready for that one. But that's the reality. The reality is that the biggest threat to Judaism is financial success, material success. And therefore comes the umptif of Shavuos, and we take our fruits, we take our material possessions, and we wave it up, then we wave it down, we say, Banishalam, everything we have, we wave it in the four directions. The entire world, God, belongs to you, and everything that I have, you are mashpia on me. My, my silos, my threshing floors, my storehouses, my 401ks, my, all my repositories, it's all from you. That's the idea of the Tenufa Sa'imer. Says the Ksava HaKabbalah, V'ha'imer Asiru Sa'ifa. Isn't it odd? Why would we name a carbon after a measurement? That's the name of the carbon. How many ounces it contains? How many ephah it contains? But says the Ksava HaKabbalah, the word Oimer has another meaning, and this is the primary meaning of the word Oimer. And if you never heard this before, it's never too late to know what Sfira Sa'imer means. There's a pasuk in Parshas Kisetze. Ki yimatzayish, you will find a man goynev nefesh me'achav who kidnapped his brother mimneisaf v'his amer boy, and he uses him u'mecharay and he sells him. The word oimer is a lashon of enslaving, avdos v'his amer boy. Somebody steals someone and he enslaves the person and sells him. Says Aksava Kabbalah, Oimer is a lashon of Avdos. Let's get something straight. Why did God take us out of Egypt? That we should be able to go free and move out to the island and build a big house and enjoy life? No. God could have left us in Egypt. Why did He take us out of Egypt? He took us out of Egypt because He wanted to transition us from being slaves to Pharaoh, to being avadim ta'kadosh baruch That we are enslaved, we are subservient, we are subjects of the Almighty King. That means from the moment the alarm goes off in the morning, it is set in a way that we come on, we come early to His service, not we roll in when it's convenient for us. And our entire day is we are subject to the Melech Malchei Amlachem. From the moment we get up, we don't, we don't take care of our business before we davening. Well, I want to send out an email and I want to check the news. No, no. You're, what do you mean you, you want to? What do you mean you want to? This is not, this is not your world. We're Avadim. We're Avadim Tashem. And our first responsibility is to the Melech. So we get up and we don't even take four, we don't even walk four cubits before we wash our hands. And our first thoughts are dedicated to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And our first glance is dedicated to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we don't eat until we serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we don't take care of our, our, our personal needs. We don't make our, earn our own livelihood until we serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is why God took us out of Mitzrayim. And this is the concept of Sfiras HaOimer. Oimer is the Lashon of Avdos. And we are not counting the days like people count, like you're counting jelly beans in a bottle because you want to know how many jelly beans there are in the bottle. Oh, one day passed, two day passed, but says the Haksava HaKabbalah, 
like we find throughout Tanakh, Ki atot sa'adi tispar. God, now my footsteps you should count. V'chot sa'adi yispar. It's not to know how many footsteps you take. The point is to recognize the value of every footstep is ordained by the Almighty. So we count each day to make each day count, so to speak, to, to dedicate each day in the service of Hashem. Hayoim, today I dedicate this day as a day of Avdus Tahakadosh Baruch. Today is a day of service to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this fits in well with the Balei Kabbalah, that each day corresponds to a different dimension of the spheroids. But in principle, the concept is we're not counting how many days passed. We are trying to give significance to the day that this day should be Hayom Yom Ba'oymer. This is a day of servitude to the Almighty. Now, the grand finality is Atzeres. Atzeres, says Aksava Kabbalah, is a Lushan of Shavoy, captivity, restraint. In other words, we are dedicating ourselves in the service of Hashem until the great day of Atzeres. And Atzeres is, so to speak, the ultimate binding and restraining every emotion, energy, talent to HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kabbalah Now, Although it would have been nice, Marv Rabbi God could have taken us out of Egypt. And it would have been nice to have like a little downtime. You know, maybe go to Florida for a week. You know, spend a few days in Orlando after everybody left after Pesach. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit more, more air to breathe. You could go to Disneyland then. But no, God said, don't go to Florida after Pesach. Actually, after 200 years of slavery... Now I am enlisting you into my program of Avdus. And this program of Avdus will enlist you in such totality that it will culminate in Shavuos, which is the absolute Shavoy, where you are Sheva Shavuos, Milashain Shavoy, where you are, you are Maaser, where you are completely bound to my will. And this brings us to something very important. If I were to ask you, why do we drink four cups of wine on Pesach? You would say, well, we all know the Yushalmi, the Medrash, the four cups of wine correspond to the four languages of Geula. The Hoytseisi, the Hitzalti, the Ga'alti, the Lakachti. And that's the language of the Yushalmi, and that's the language of the Bereshis Rabbah, and that's the language of the Rashbam and Psachim. Comes the gra and the gra says, eh, wrong, wrong. Those are not the four lashonas of gula. The four lashonas of gula are v'hoitzesi, v'hitzalti, v'ga'alti, and v'ga'alti is two. V'ga'alti is um, b'zroya netuya, b'yar chazaka, u'v'zroya netuya. V'zroya netuya, u'v'shvatim g'daylam. So it's v'hoitzesi, V'hitzalti and V'gaalti B'zrayin Atuya V'shvatim G'daylam Aye! It says everywhere in the Yushalmi and in the Bereshis Rabbah and in the Rajbam and in all the Midrashim V'hitzalti V'hitzalti V'gaalti V'lakachti Tos Soifer B'chol Makayim says the Gra. All the printers are in cahoots. They all got it wrong. There's no such thing as V'lakachti. 
You know why, says the Grah? Because if you're going to count Vilakachti, you got to count Vehevesi. And since Vehevesi is not counted, because Vehevesi is bringing us into the land of Israel, we're not going to count Vilakachti. And I took you for a people. That's very nice. It has nothing to do with Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Vehoitzei said, I took you out. Vehitzalti, I saved you. Vehgaalti, I redeemed you. And I redeemed you. But take out Vilakachti. Either about ten different authentic Jewish sources, Yushalmi, Medrash, Rashi, Rajbam, in a few places, Medrash in a few places, that it's, says they're all wrong. Now that's very hard to swallow. Number one, in kindergarten they told us, so the, what happened? The Mora was wrong? It's very hard to accept that. But that's what the Gros says. All the printers got it wrong. But the in the Hagois Evan Shlema on the Ra'avan, he says, how could such a thing be that all the printers got it wrong? The Yushami, the Medrash, Rashi, the Rashbam, the Ra'avan, the Shiltis, all the Rishonim. And therefore... It behooves us to try to answer the question of the Gra. Well, doesn't it have to be wrong? Because if we're not going to count Vehevesi, then we shouldn't count Vilakhti. But the answer is that while we don't have to necessarily count Vehevesi, because Vehevesi is entering the land of Israel, and of course the land of Israel is the greatest gift God has given the Jewish people, and it's the purpose and the place where the Torah is meant to be observed. It is possible to observe the Torah outside of Eretz Yisrael. But Vilakachti is specifically referring to the giving of the Torah. And that is part and parcel, a component of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. The Ben Ezra says, Vilakachti, I will take you as my people when you're Mechabal the Torah. The Svarno says, I will take you as my people at Maimon Har Sinai. The Sefer Achinoch, in his explanation for the Mitzvah of Surah Soimer, says, Why is it so important to count the Oimer? Because the Sefer Chinuch says the whole function of the Jewish people is the Torah. The Torah is the reason why God created heaven and earth. The Torah is the reason why God took us out of Mitzrayim. God said, this is the sign that I'm taking you out. When I take you out, you'll serve me on this mountain. Which means that the Iker is the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and the taking out of Mitzrayim is only a way of getting to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So, yes, Eretz Yisrael is important, but it's not part of the redemption from Egypt. But the giving of the Torah is part of the redemption of Egypt. And here's a very important idea. You know, why did God bring us to Egypt in the first place? I don't understand. Why couldn't we, you know, we had a beautiful family in Israel. And they were we were up to 70. So we should have, you know, continued to procreate until we were about 3 million. And then God could have taken us to the uh, desert for a weekend and given us the Torah. What do we need to go to Egypt for? And in Egypt, we, where we fell to the, the 49th level of Tumah and how we remained there a moment longer, we would have fallen to the point of no return. What was the point of all that? Says Vishla Mitzrayim, despite the fact that it brought us to a very low level and we had a slave mentality and a low morale and we were languishing and wallowing in the land of Egypt. Nevertheless, we acquired a very important attitude and perspective and that is the most important quality needed to serve Hashem is you need to know how to be in Eved. You need to know how to serve a master. 
And we learned that in Egypt. And once we learned how to be an Eved, God said, okay, you, you, uh, boot camp was successful, now I'm gonna transition you to be, becoming Maya Avodim. That's what God says, Anoichi Hashem Elokecha! I am your God! I took you out of Egypt! Mi Beis Avodim from the house of slaves! You know why I brought you to a house of slaves? To be an Eved to me. Says the that's why Avram Avinu thought, that his spiritual heir would be Eliezer. Why would he think it would be Eliezer? What did Eliezer have? Eliezer was not even Jewish. He didn't even was not his biological progeny. Why would Avram Avinu think Eliezer would be his spiritual heir? The answer is because the main characteristic needed to be a loyal and faithful member of the people of God is you have to know how to be an Eved. You can't be... So, you know, I love God. I'm not in the mood of serving him today. I'll serve him tomorrow. It's the consistency. It's the feeling of obligation, which is the foundation, really, of serving Hashem. So Avram thought, Eliezer is an Eved. He has this uh, characteristic. He has this nature. He has this proper attitude. So he will inherit me. So God said, no, lo not this Eved, a different Eved. Says the Shah, this is the reason why, until today, when we've van- vanquished the Canaanim from the land of Israel, we, consider, we, can, we still cons- uh, refer to the land of Israel as Eretz Canaan. I mean, Eretz Canaan, there are no Canaanim there. I understand, once upon a time, we'll call it the land of Canaan. Why do we continue to refer to it as the land of Canaan? The reason is because we God is instructing us and God is demonstrating to us that for this to be a successful land for the Jewish people to be able to maximize the benefit of the land we have to know it's a land of hachna, a land of humility a land of avdos yeah the Canaanim are not there anymore but they set the tone Canaan is a lashon of hachna, a land of avdos it's very interesting the Arach HaShulchan in his commentary to the Haggadah he learns that Manishtana is not a question. It's not Manishtana. Why is this night different? We mean Ma. Since when does the word Ma mean why? Ma doesn't mean why. Ma means how. Like Ma Toivu Yaakov. How goodly are your tents, Jacob? Or Ma Godlu Hashem. How wondrous are your are your works, God? Manishtana. How different is tonight than any other night? And that's why uh, we say, Kili b'nei Yisrael avodim. To me, the Jewish people are servants. Avodayim, they're my servants. Asher The words avodayim are extra. Should say, Kili b'nei Yisrael avodim. The Jewish people are my servants. Asher And I took them out of Egypt. Why the words avodayim? And the Archa Shulchan explains, well, you can't buy a slave against his will. But if he's already a slave, and the first master sold him, you don't need the consent of the, of the Eved to be sold. And therefore the Pasuk says, Ki li b'nei Yisrael avodim, the Jews are slaves. You know why avodahim? You know why they're my slaves? Because I took them out of Egypt from the house of slavery. So I, didn't need their, I don't need their permission. I don't need their consent. I took them from the first master. Now, 
this is a very important and beautiful concept, and that is a parsha that we read at a certain time of the year is very much connected to that time of the year. Even though the Gemara only mentions a few different parshios that have to be read at a specific time, the Gemara says we need to read the Teichachav the Chukaisai before Shavuos and the Teichachav Kisavai before Rosh Hashanah. And you would think, okay, these parshas that we read now during Sphira, you know, are they connected to this man of the year? Well, obviously, Parshas Emar is the parsha of Sphira. So Emar is always read the, uh, during this man of Sphira. And moreover, this man, uh, Parshas Emar is the, uh, parsha that we always read before, uh, Lagba Emar. And of course, Emar is the letters Rama, who the Rama's yard site was Lagba Emar. And there are many other Ramazim to Lagba Emar and Emar. If you want to see some of them, you could see there's a beautiful uh, shir, Emar, the incredible remez to Lagba Emar and the Lechem Aponim. You could check out Torah anytime. But what parsha do we read this idea of Kili B'nei Yisrael Avodim? That's in Parsha's Bahar. That's next week's parsha. Because that's the central idea of the Sphira. Sphira's Ha'oimer. Oimer does not just refer to the carbon Oimer. We're going to name a carbon after a measurement. No, it's Sphira's Ha'oimer. Counting, making important these days that we commit ourselves to the Avdus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu until we reach the crescendo on Shavuos, which is Atzeres, where we're bound to the will of Hashem. The Bnei Yisachar has a wondrous idea. We know there are only two mitzvahs to say. That failure to perform them is a chi of kares. That failure to perform them, is there any punishment at all um, ordained in this world? If somebody does not bring the carbon Pesach, and if somebody does not get a circumcision, the punishment is kares. Haloi who why is that? Well, when it comes to any other mitzvah saseh, there is no oinesh associated with it, and yet when it comes to the mitzvah of carbon Pesach and the mitzvah of Mila, there's a chi of kares. So the Bnei Yisachar says a very important idea. Yes, we know that if somebody buys an Evid from a Gentile, so then the person becomes your Evid. But you need to immerse the purchase, the Evid, and he has to go to the mikvah l'shem avdos. Because if he goes to the mikvah to be free, he goes free and he's like a regular Jew. And therefore you need to immerse him l'shem avdus so that this slave of a Gentile now becomes your slave. But what if he has in mind that he's going to immerse l'shem ben choyren? Then he goes free. So therefore the Gemara says that if you're buying a slave from a Gentile, you need to exert authority over the slave in the mikvah to demonstrate that his immersion is l'shem avdus and not l'shem cheras. So the Gemara says he put on his head a slab of cement to show that his immersion is not to go free, but rather to for avdus. Says the Bnei Yisachar, we were avadim to Paroi. God was trying to transition us to become his avadim. What if in that transition period, when God was taking us out, we say, hey God, this freedom, it's really good. We're going to Florida. We're going to Orlando. We're going on vacation. Once you free us, we're going free. We don't want you to 
take us out to be your avadim. We want you to take us out to do what we want. So God said, no, no, none of this business. I'm going to exert my authority over you in this transition period to demonstrate that this freedom is to transition you into, to segue you into Avdos. So God gave us two specific mitzvahs, the night of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, Dam Pesach and Dam Mila. That was the exertion of His influence over us, demonstrating He's not freeing us for just mere liberation, but He's transitioning us to be His Avadim. Therefore, the linchpin that ensures that we are committed to God and that we don't go free and do whatever we want, that which keeps us in check is Dam Pesach and Dam Milo. That's why the punishment is so severe. There's a Chi of Kares, because those are the two mitzvahs that keep us in place, says the Bnei Yisachar, a beautiful approach. Now, isn't it amazing that this this pasuk, Kili Bnei Yisrael Avodim Avodaihem, which is really the whole idea of of the Exodus, the whole concept of the Exodus is to become Avodim Tashem. That means the whole concept of Sviras Ha'Oimer. Oimer is a lotion of Avdos. We're counting these days to dedicate each day to the service of Hashem, culminating with the binding ourselves on Shavuos. Isn't it telling that this principle will be reading next Shabbos during the Zman of the Oimer? Now, this idea that we are servants to Hashem, this is not just like, oh, hakaras hatoiv. God took us out of Egypt and we're really grateful to Him. This is a halachic principle. Because if a Gentile buys a Jewish slave, um, the Gentile is forced to free the Jewish slave in the Yovel. Why? Ki li b'nei Yisrael avodim. There, this is a reality. God already bought us. We are owned by Him. We're subjugated to Him. He cannot, the guy must release us in the Yaiva. Marvra now we understand the Gros says, nah, you can't count the Lakachti, because if you're going to count the Lakachti, you're going to have to count the Hevesi. Chsam Soifer and my friend Ribshai Alivi, um, also. My Yedid Neman, Rav Meir Bronstein, showed me this Chsam Soifer, that the Dalad L'Shoinos of Geula and the four Koisos on Lel Pesach are V'hoitzesi V'yitzalti V'ga'alti V'lakachti and V'lakachti is Matan Taira, that the purpose of the liberation is for Matan Taira. So if you make only three Tzitzis or you drink only three Koisos, you're saying, nah, the Iker is not Matan Torah. The Iker is freedom. The Iker is liberation. But you also can't drink five cups. because And you can't have five strings of tzitzis. That's Val Toysef. Because don't say the tachlis of all of it is to be in Eretz Yisrael. No. Because if you say that, that's like you're saying in Chutzah Eretz, there are no mitzvahs. The Iker tachlis is number four. V'lakachti escham lila'am which is Matan Torah. And now we understand, Rabbi Isai, why it's called Sfiras HaOimer. Oimer is uh, 
the main concept of Sfira, where we're counting and dedicating ourselves, to become Avodim Tashem, culminating in Shavuos. Therefore, the name of the carbon is Carbon Ha'oimer. It's the carbon of Avdos. And Ravitler quotes a wondrous idea from Rav Kasavsky, the brother-in-law of Rav Chaim Oizu that this is the fundamental machlekes between the Tzedukim and the Prushim. The Prushim say, you know why we have Pesach? You know why God took us out of Egypt? The very next day, we already begin dedicating ourselves to the Avdus of Hashem, culminating in the absolute restraint on Shavuos. There's no break. The next day, there's no freedom, and let's celebrate freedom and vacation and liberation and our own independence. No. Mimachras HaShabbos is the day after Pesach. There's no break in between. There's no liberation in it of itself. Pesach doesn't stand by itself. It's not a separate entity. It's part of one entity. 50 days. Liberation from Pharaoh transitioning us into Sviras HaOimer. Oimer is this man of Avdos. But the Tzadokim say, no, 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 no. Relax. There's a time to serve God. But independence and liberation stands on its own. We don't count the Sphira right after Pesach. Come on, we need a little breather over here. We got to go free and establish our own viewpoints and our own aspirations and our own desires. And then we'll get ready for the next period on a different occasion. But this was not just a dispute in whether we take a Pesach literally or we, we interpret it allegorically, but there was something more fundamental over here, and that is the Tachlis HaChayim and the Tachlis of Pesach. And the truth is, unfortunately, the majority of the Jewish people today only celebrate Pesach. Pesach is perhaps the most celebrated Jewish holiday. I have a friend who's a caterer, and... Uh, I say, oh, where are you going for Pesach? Are you going away? No, you can't go away. Pesach is the busiest time of the year. Well, I say, so busy? So many people are ordering takeout? I thought, you know, I thought, Pesach is the one time a year people cook their own food. He said, oh, yeah, in the from world, there's less takeout. But his most orders of the year, you know, all Jews want traditional Jewish food, Pesach. So it's his busiest time of the year. They want, they want kosher style food. So Pesach is very celebrated. But it ain't connected with Svira Sa'imer and Shvuas. But our tradition is, which is Kabos HaToyra, is part of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And that's why Dam Pesach and Dam Mila are so important, because it ensures that when we go free, it's not an independent freedom, but we're being transitioned into being Avadim of Hashem. And Rav Hitler brings that the seven parshiyos that we read during Sefer Sa'imer from Parshas Tazria until B'chukaisai help us fulfill the tafkir of this zman, namely of being Avadim Tashem, to be Mamleches Koyanim. Mamleches Koyanim, of course, is Parshas Emar, we, the Parsha of Kahuna, Vigoy Kadosh, and Parshas Kadoshim. And the Avdus is described in Bahar. And of course, Bechu Kaisai, Shetiu Amelim Batoira, and the repercussions of, of celebrating liberation on its own. 
What's Tazriya Mitzayra doing in this man? Because one of the chief aspects of being an Eved Ta'akadosh Baruch Hu is Shmiras HaPev HaLashayin, which is gleaned from Parashir's Tazriya Mitzayra. So, we have to become wise from our enemy. And if the Tzadokim want to create a gap between Pesach and Shavuos, and they don't want that freedom, they don't want that Avdus to be transitioned into the Avdei Hashem, we have to realize that that's a primary and important Avodah during this time of the year. Sfiras HaOimer, says the Ksav HaKabbalah, it's a Lashon of Vihis Amerbai, a language of servitude, because that was the tachlis of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And the ultimate expression of that is Shavuos. Shavuos is a lashon of Shavoy, where we are in captivity. So you say that then this is the most depressing time of the year. Who wants to be an Eved? I mean, uh, Mitzrayim was enough. Why would we want to be an Eved HaKadosh Baruch Hu? But let's remind ourselves. The difference between Paroi, being an Eved to Paroi, is Paroi wanted to enslave our bodies to be able to subjugate our souls. And what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants of us is that we should be Avodim to Him to liberate our souls so that we are not bound by the shackles of the need and the draw for the pleasures of this world. As Ibn Ezra says, the true king, the true melech, is someone who is not an Eved to <coughs> Tavas Olamazah. So by being an Eved to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's how we experience the true Cheros. Ein ben Chayren elamisha Isaac Batayra. So we could say a very important idea. While the Tzadokim think that the Cheros happens on the day after Pesach, God liberated us, we go free. God said, no, 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 no. You're missing the point. You're not free yet. Because if you're going to do whatever you want, you'll still be an Eved. You'll be an Eved to the Yetzer Hara. You'll be an Eved to your desires. Give me another 50 days. You subjugate yourself to the Torah. Then you'll truly be free. So we could say, we didn't really become free from Avdus until we went through the dedicating ourselves as Avodim to Hashem, culminating with the Amtaf of Shvuas, and then we truly go free. Ein ben Chayrin Elamish Isaac Batayra. Okay, everyone, thank you everybody for joining. Bracha Have a wonderful day. Kaltov.